today on the news and why it matters, the NRA is now a terrorist organization, according to San Francisco. Uh, and Congress members raise money for Antifa. Got a lot coming up. You're not going to want to miss it. It starts right now. Welcome to the News and Why It Matters. I am Sarah Gonzalez. Today, oh, we've got a lineup for you guys today. We've got uh, Stuber Gear mm. in the hot seat. We've got David Harris Jr. Author David David Harris Jr. I feel like you've been on a sabbatical from us. It you've feels like on. I have been. I missed you guys. <laughs> I know. I love your attire, by the way. Thank you. That's I great. Support 45. I got to look. Where would I get know. a shirt like that or a hat like that? My website. Oh, really? DavidHarrisJr.com. Wow, Click on store. That's so convenient. Isn't it? Mm-hmm. You <laughs> <like that>? <laughs> <laughs> and then we've got a Chad Prather. Double dose of Chad Prather this week. He's lost weight. How do I get banned from this show? I'm doing everything I can. <laughs> Y'all keep having me back. I thought you liked this show. Lip service. Oh. Well, now we know. Now we know. I mean, we got a lot to get into, except for this guy. We'll see. (laughs) Uh, First, we want to thank our sponsor, American Financing. If you are looking to, I don't know, refi, home loan, Whatever the case may be, American Financing is the place you got to go to. Um, They've got salary-based professionals, not commission-based, which means if you come to them, Stu, with a crazy loan, Mm -hmm. they'll just tell you, you're crazy. we don't uh, think you should do that, and we're not going to sign our name to that loan. They were very nice about it, but yes, that's what they told me. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But yeah, I mean, it's look, they they don't care about trying to force you into some bad loan. All the problems with the loan industry is the exact reason American financing exists to, to, to solve those for people. And they do a great job with it. And they explained everything very carefully to mm-hmm. you. Sure I, did. There's only like 10 million uh, pieces of paper in these home loans. I and it's I, impossible. Well, I always, uh, when I bought my house, I pretended like I knew. Yeah. Like I was like, oh yeah, yeah, no, I, I, yeah, okay, I get it, next page. And I have Sometimes no I idea. do the thing where I, like when I'm ready to sign, instead of just signing right away, I wait and pause and <laughs> act like I'm reading it for like 30 seconds. Mm-hmm. So they think at least I'm smart, that they won't try to like fool me with something obvious. Right. But with American Financing, you don't have to worry about that (laughs) because they are there to explain everything to you. You can go to AmericanFinancing.net or you can call 800-906-2440. So uh, San Francisco, the San Francisco Board of Supervisors, they have now named the NRA, designated the NRA a terrorist organization. Now, their reasoning for this... Uh, is because they say that that the DOJ uh, definition of terrorist activity is the use of any explosive firearm or other weapon or dangerous device with intent to endanger directly or indirectly the safety of one or more individuals or to cause substantial damage to property. Mm, Because that's what the NRA does. I mean, they have thousands of people who train people how to use firearms, uh, you know, with respect, treat them with respect and use them Mm -hmm. properly, but they're trying to do all those terrible things. I was thinking about this today. I don't think there's an equivalent argument on the right for what they do when it comes to the NRA. Like, I mean, they are calling them a terrorist organization. They are basically saying people who like the Second Amendment, who care about uh, uh, the Second Amendment and and like guns, um, are not doing these common sense measures that would solve these problems because we'd rather have kids die than fold to, to the NRA. Like, that is, like, the most insulting thing you could say to a person, and exactly zero people on Earth hold that position. There's no person, there's no person who likes the Second Amendment who's like, you know what, I just love the NRA too much, and I just, they, they lobby really hard, so I'd rather have those kids die. That's not a thing. 
right? Like no one believes that. And that is like their outward overt accusation against half the country who mm-hmm. supports the Second Amendment. It, there's no equivalent, right? Like when we're talking about abortion, we take that really seriously. Like, and I, and I, and we, you know, it's like something I really think is important, but never am I out there saying like, well, you guys just want to kill all these kids. Like, it's like, that's, we understand that we disagree on the yeah. topic and I think you're really wrong on it, but that does not mean I think you're out there for just murderous, like, you know, uh, bloodlust for children. That is what they accuse us of when it comes to guns. It's really, it's crazy. Well, and just to add to the conversation, I mean, this is, this is slanderous. The, the NRA, this is what they said, the NRA musters its considerable wealth and organizational strength to promote gun ownership and incite gun owners to acts of violence. And the NRA spreads propaganda that misinforms and aims to deceive the public from the, uh, about the dangers of gun violence. And... The leadership of NRA promotes extremist positions in defiance of the views of a majority of its membership and the public and undermine the general welfare. I have a question. (laughs) Yes, I have several. Has there been a has there been a study done on how many, especially of these mass shootings, have actually occurred at the hands of NRA card members? That's a great question. I don't think Very few. Any, any of, of them, them yeah. have been. You know, that'd be the first thing that was plastered all over the mainstream media mm-hmm. is NRA card carrying, you know, members shot up this, that or the other. It's just it's disturbing that they continue to push this narrative. But the problem is the mainstream media is doing it and the people, the American people are just listening to it. And as far as them setting a precedent, I think for them to for them to call the NRA a domestic terrorist organization based on what they what they said is a domestic terrorist organization. Didn't they just basically detail who Antifa is? Right. Yeah. I mean, that's that's what they do. They've got used explosive. They've used weapons, guns. They have insult, uh, inflicted assaults and harm on individuals that they don't agree with. Yeah. Chad. Beginning tomorrow and running through the weekend, the NRA will be in Dallas at the convention center having their personal protection convention. There will be protesters that will be there, as always. But is anyone truly afraid that the NRA is suddenly going to go rogue and just start shooting people at random in Dallas while they're in town? I don't think so. No. Now, the amazing thing is this is San Francisco we're talking about, where five-time deported illegal alien that shot and killed Kate Steinle walks free without any ramifications whatsoever. So we already know that their logic and their sense of justice is completely flawed. Mm -hmm. That's San Francisco for you. That's a great point. And, you know, it comes back to the idea of this is always about the NRA. The NRA has no power in this country. None. I like the NRA. I think they do good work and they do they they lobby. You know, I don't know if the right to petition the government might be some included in some founding documents. It is kind of an important thing. Well, they also lobby for gun safety. They go a lot of for gun safety. I mean, as they well. have been the ones at the forefront of that. But they can't cast any votes. <clears throat> they have they can't do like if you are electing people who are folding to the NRA, then you are making that choice as a voter. Right. If they are that bad and maybe they are, maybe the NRA comes in there and says, look, we want you to vote a totally different way. And they change their vote every time to the NRA which, again, spends, what, $3 million a year? Not a huge it's, it's, lobby. It's, it's, a, it's a tiny part of this. Yeah. It's, it's out, outdone over and over and over again. Now, even by anti-gun organizations funded by Michael Bloomberg, but also unions and all of these other left-wing organizations. You know, look, the NRA, I think, does. I don't want to demean it because it, it does do important work, but they're having all sorts of troubles on their own right now. Like, I mean, to, to, get, to do anything. Um, and the fundamental part of lobbying, which everyone loves to just skim over, is the fact that they can't do anything on their own. Mm-hmm. They can go and talk to these people just like we can. It is our constitutional right to be able to go and try to argue with, with your uh, representatives and get them to change their mind towards your policies. Mm-hmm. It's your constitutional right. 
But they don't have to, they can vote however any way they want. The people are in the office because they believe the same things as the NRA. The NRA is not changing their mind on like, well, I wanted to ban all firearms, but now I'm going to go with the NRA. That's not how it happens. It's like this like easy thing for the left to justify every one of their dumb policies. And, they, you know, but when it's not the NRA, it was the Koch brothers. Well, now the Koch brother, because there's only one left. But they were working with Koch brothers. Last project was a multi-million dollar project when they were working with George Soros on all sorts of left wing things. They were a libertarian group. And so they would go both ways on a lot of topics. But the media just allows them to get away with this nonsensical thing and just blame the Koch brothers, blame the NRA as if they're like these evil overlord organizations. These are just as deep conspiracy theories as anything Alex Jones gets accused of. Mm -hmm. Um, It is like it is like this is just nonsense. Right. I mean, like the NRA is a is a is a good organization that fights for constitutional rights, in my view. If you don't think so, vote another person in who's going to think the opposite and then they'll vote for your policies. This is just our republic in action. It is really interesting, um, David, that. It's, there seems to be this backdoor uh, assault on the Second Amendment where, you know, you, you see the NRA now being labeled a terrorist organization. The media is running with that. You see what Kroger and Walmart have now said. We're not going to allow people to openly carry. You've got people proposing a tax on ammunition. Uh, you know, what, what was it? New York said that they were going to penalize mm-hmm. banks who did business with gun manufacturers. Um, it seems to be that, that there's this backdoor assault on the Second Amendment. Does that worry you at all? Well, it seems like it's uh, becoming a full frontal assault because <laughs> it's coming from everywhere. And then yeah. you've got Beto that's out there just basically saying, we're going to take your guns, mm-hmm. you know, and, and I think most of the Democrats are on that side. Most of them just aren't well, going to say that. They're going to pay you for them. Don't worry. Yeah, well, no, no, they're going to take them. With whose money? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, wait, yours. My money. Yeah, they're going to pay myself for my gun. <laughs> no such thing as government funded. No. Meanwhile, in Hong Kong, while they're carrying our United States flag, singing our anthem, they're getting beat, literally, by their own government, by the police. And that's exactly why the the Founding Fathers gave us the Second Amendment. wasn't just so that we could protect our family, but it was so we could protect ourselves against the tyrannical government. And uh, it's, it's, it is scary how close it is and how many people are sucked into this whole idea that maybe we should give up our guns. So hopefully America's paying attention because Hong Kong's not that far away. Yeah. That's true. I mean, you know, look, you talk about full frontal. Uh, they wanted to, New York, Please don't. They, they, tried, they tried to pass legislation, they proposed legislation where if you're going to buy a gun in the state of New York, they got to check three years of your internet search history. Uh, I don't want to shoot lesbians. <laughs> wow. I don't even know where to go with that, Chad. Full frontal. <laughs> um, so, David, you mentioned, you mentioned the description of the terrorist organization sounds a lot like Antifa. Uh, you know, speaking of Antifa, Absolutely. they, of course, were in the news. What was it this past weekend? There was this straight pride parade, yeah. which, you know, say what you want about whether or not we should have a straight pride parade, whether or not that's going to be inflammatory, whatever. Why not? You, I mean, really, it's like, who cares? Who cares? Yeah, but I think that, If they want to have a parade, let them have a parade. Yeah, yeah. If the other side wants to have a parade, let them have a parade, whatever. Well, I wanted to go. I just couldn't them. figure out what my costume was going to be. I mean, they... <laughs> Full frontal. Straight, yeah. <laughs> straight folks get the shaft, man. <laughs> it ought to be the other way around. Yeah. You could still dress up like a unicorn, don't you? Well, we could. That's why back. I love it when they march and they're like, y'all are just... You're, we're just like you. And I'm like, I've never worn butterfly wings. <laughs> never done you too. I bet there was a lot of plaid at the straight, at the straight pride event. Probably a lot of plaid. Um, so we have... Congress members, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, and of course, uh, the Ringo 
of the squad, Ayanna Presley. They were both in large, large, large support of Antifa. I know um, Ayanna Presley tweeted once the Antifa members had, you know, assaulted police and brought weapons to this event and got thrown in jail. She tweeted, join me right now in making a contribution to, of course, the the Antifa's bail fund. Uh, Thank you to the allies and accomplices who stood in the gap and laid their bodies on the line today in a front LGBT hate march. To everyone feeling unseen and vulnerable today, we got you. Equitable outrage. Uh, AOC had a very similar tweet. She also tweeted out the link and said, contribute to the bail fund for the activists who put themselves on the line protecting the Boston community. Oh, my gosh. The LGBT hate march still. (laughs) Yeah. That's what they're calling the Pride March. Yes. The straight Pride March. The straight Pride March is the LGBT hate march. So the people that are pushing for tolerance Mm -hmm. and acceptance are totally unaccepting mm-hmm. of anything that has that doesn't represent them. Does that come as a shock to you? <laughs> no, no. That's the same hypo- uh, hypocritical rhetoric that we've been getting from them. It's just mal- it's just now more out in the open, I think, than yeah. it has been. Yeah. Uh, but the scary thing is, I saw a video where there was a, a friend of mine there. Is his he goes by Lives Official Matter, I believe. Official Lives Matter. But he was talking to one of the guys that had brought his kid, like a five-year-old little kid there. And he's like, we should be a part of a march. Kids should be a part of something that they believe in. And if, and if it's a straight pride march and we're just marching for our values and what we believe in, family values, kids should be, uh, should participate in that. Mm-hmm. And then he goes over and he starts talking to some of the Antifa crowd. And they're just sh- shouting obscenities and they're saying, you're all Nazis and you're all racists. And this guy's like, my friend's like... There's kids over there. Mm-hmm. Are you saying the kids are Nazis? Well, they can grow up to be Nazis. They can learn to be Nazis. And he's like, yeah, but you're shouting some pretty obscene things. Do you care that there's kids here that are going to get affected or could be emotionally damaged by this? And they're like, no, no. we don't care. Mm-mm. So mm-hmm. it's it's pretty disgusting and disturbing, and yet that is just... That's the, left, the hypocrisy the of it, though, because they also believe kids can choose their gender at three years old, yeah. so they're not worrying about the right. impressionable children. True. What's amazing to me is how anti-capitalists are having a fundraiser. That's fantastic <laughs> right there. You know, that's that fun to watch. So you've got uh, Omar, uh, uh, whatever her name, no, Tlaib, who got in. The, she made the little pander thing about the Palestinian and her grandmother and all that stuff. Yeah. And then Rashida Tlaib, who, uh, I'm sorry, Omar, Ilan Omar, is now in trouble with her husband and having all this stuff. And you notice that Presley and AOC have been kind of in the dark mm-hmm. here the last couple of weeks. Really haven't heard a lot out of them. And I say, I've always said that, you know, House of Cards is going to fall in on itself. The logic, if it's bad, will prove itself eventually. Yep. And so these folks are just going to continue on down this downward spiral. And this is a perfect example of hypocrisy in action. It's not going to be one that really outs them and their ignorance, yeah. but it's coming. Yeah. Watch and see. I mean, their downfall only comes from when they start being an embarrassment to Democrats, yeah. right? Like when when enough Democrats are like, I'm so sick of dealing with this, let's get them out of there, is the only time we're going to stop hearing from them all the time, if ever. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, it's interesting to see like these two kind of pieces uh, fit together because it's like, the entire LGBT thing, right, was supposed to be this tolerance. Just, you know what, if someone disagrees with you, they have a different lifestyle, you have to be tolerant of it. We're all going to come together. They were born this way. They were born this way. This is this is all of us. It was this, like, loving message, right? It's always been how it's message. And at the same time, these groups are saying, oh, by the way, if you like the Second Amendment, you're a terrorist. <laughs> like, uh, we, we, they, yeah, they keep it. straight a, sex yeah. is Nazi sex or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> they passed out a flyer that said straight sex 
is is Nazi sex or something. Oh, no, look back at the history. There was a lot oh, of uh, not so straight sex going on in the Nazi regime as well. There was, uh, man. There was a. a freak. Yeah. I'm not going to kink shame, but whatever. <laughs> the bottom line, though, is like there is a uh, there's a weird dichotomy here where you know people are constantly blaming Donald Trump for being this divisive guy. Yep. Can you be more divisive than saying everyone that doesn't agree with me is a terrorist? Right. Like I, that is there's nothing there's nothing more fundamentally divisive than that. I mean, what do we do with terrorists? I mean, think about this. Go follow it to its logical extreme for a second here. I mean, what do we do with terrorists? We kill them. Yeah. Right? Yeah. We try to kill them. They are now saying the NRA is a terrorist organization and then yelling at Donald Trump for for being too divisive. I mean, it's comical. If it if it if it wasn't our actual rights on the line, it would be comical. That's true. Anybody else, right. oh, go ahead. Anybody else go, how did we get here? Yes. I mean, it's pretty, it's All pretty the time. surreal. It's pretty crazy that this is America today. It started you know, with a blaze talking about full frontal, and it just went downhill from <laughs> it there. It went downhill. Social media, man. <laughs> I will say, I Social will give media. it props yeah. to the Boston Oxford. Police Department because they didn't treat them like the Portland Police Department Correct. did. True. They were throwing hands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were coming at them. As well strong. they should have. As well yeah. they should. They were blaring them with their sirens. You <laughs> saw that? They were all closed their ears. All right, back in a minute. Yeah, I don't, they were not expecting that. They saw how they were treated Uh, before we get back into the conversation, want to thank our sponsor, NetSuite. So I'm sitting at a table with a bunch of entrepreneurs, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. You especially. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I, actually, I don't know. Maybe you have some Drug sales. Yes. <laughs> okay. Well, then you need to listen up mm-hmm. um, because you know how when you're an entrepreneur, you have, you know, you're a small business owner, but you've got one system for accounting and one system for you know sales, one system for inventory here, and you've got all these systems that don't communicate with each other, and then it ends up being a giant hassle and taking your time away from oh, yeah. other in things there. you could be doing, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Okay, well, this is where NetSuite uh, comes in really handy. It is business management business management software that handles all of the aspects of your business that you could possibly need. It's all integrated in one system so you can help uh, you know grow your business. You can save time, you save money, you save unnecessary headaches, uh, and you can worry about the hustle because we're all about the hustle here in small business world, right? Um, So NetSuite is the world's number one cloud business system. Right now, they are offering you valuable insights with a free guide. We always talk about how nothing is for free. Okay, well, this is for free. All right, you can get this actually for free. Uh, you got to go to uh, netsuite.com slash why to download your free guide. It is seven key strategies to grow your profits. Do you want to grow your profits? Then you got to download this guide. It is netsuite.com slash why. Um, let's talk about Dave Chappelle. Dave Chappelle, I know we've, we've talked about his, his uh, new special, which if you have not seen it yet, you got to go to Netflix and see it. It is well worth the watch. Uh, he pushes all of the envelopes. I should say. He's the only one out there who's, yeah. who's really doing it, who's mainstream. Um, interestingly enough, we all here at the table agree it's incredible, right? The special is incredible. Yeah. Uh, well, the critics, not so much, um, probably because he targeted cancel culture and everything like that. But um, the uh, Sticks and Stones, his new special, first day it was out, it actually had a 0% from critics. They've actually now upped it. So it's got a, a whole, a whopping 33% score from the critics, but a 99% score from the audience. 
Seems like a really, really weird uh, disconnect there. And I would like to just point out before we get into this, this clip of Dave Chappelle, uh, my husband and I were looking at, there was a, a completely different Knock Down the House. Do you remember what Knock Down the House is? It's that documentary following the squad. Yes, yes. Mm. Okay, well, I'm sure you will not be surprised to hear that Rotten Tomatoes, uh, they actually got 100% from the critics. No way. And 34% wow. from the audience. <laughs> wow. So a complete reversal. I know which one I'm going to tune in to see. Uh, uh, everyone else can make their own decision. But, um, but before we get into this Dave Chappelle bit, let's, let's watch a little bit from his latest special. I want to see if you can guess who it is I'm doing an impression of. All right, let me get into character. You got to guess who it is, though. <clears throat> okay, here it goes. Uh, duh, hey, duh, if you do anything wrong in your life, duh, and you I find out about yet? it, I'm going to try to tonight. take everything away from you. And I don't care what I find out. Could be today, tomorrow, 15, 20 years from now, if I find out you're duh, finished. Who, who's that? That's you. <laughs> That's what the audience sounds like to me. <laughs> why I don't be coming out doing comedy all the time because y'all <laughs> is the worst because <laughs> I've ever tried to entertain in my <laughs> life. I think the most interesting uh, thing to me was that the audience was actually yelling Trump. Yeah. When he yeah. said, who am I? And they're like, yeah. Trump. You made a dumb voice. That must mean we're supposed to say Trump. <laughs> they yeah, weren't yeah, even yeah. listening you know, to what he was saying. I Trump's know. never done that. I know. I, you know, Chappelle, like, goes in places that you don't expect, which mm-hmm. is why he's great. I, I honestly wasn't that big of a fan of Chappelle. Um, you know, the show was good, like it had its moments. But I happened to randomly see him here in Dallas before he started doing these, this late, latest run of specials so a few years ago. And he owned the room. I mean, he had people on strings. He wanted them quiet. He wanted them laughing. He owned it. It was, it was so impressive. It was so funny. And there was a lot of the same type of stuff. It was obviously some liberal stuff in there, but also some conservative stuff. He went down weird roads and places that people don't talk about anymore. Mm-hmm. And it's so satisfying, right? Like, I think like that this is the same type of thing that makes like a Jordan Peterson popular, right? Like yeah. he just doesn't care mm-hmm. what you think about him. He's just going to say it. Yep. And it's just so refreshing. And that's, I think why, you know, cause he's done stuff like this before. It, it seems to be connecting even more now. Yeah. People are just, I don't know if it's just people are noticing it or people are so thirsty for it. Yeah. Chad, you're the comedian. I would, you know, okay. First of all, let me back up. Um, he's a treasure. He's a genius. He's a comic. He's a true comedian. He is our age's Pryor, our age's Williams, our age's Carlin. He is this generation's definition of comedy. The problem is people don't know the definition of comedy anymore. And I want to encourage people, if you're watching this show, listen to this show, watch this special and hear what he's really saying. Don't get lost in the bad words and those kind of things. I know that you, we all have sensitive ears. Thicken up, toughen up, hear what the rest of the world is saying because the true nature of comedy has got to get into the crevices and the dark spaces of the human psyche and experience. Problem is, we don't want to be there anymore. We want to candy coat everything, make everything a safe space. Comedy doesn't allow that to happen. Ridicule and mocking is in the job description of that career, of that profession. So, what he does is he goes out and you think you know what he's saying. But if you think that the first time through, <laughs> you're not really listening. And I love that because you don't know. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, you're like, well, where does this guy stand? Is he on my team? Is he on the other team? I don't know. But it doesn't matter. He made you laugh and he made you think. Right. Because he doesn't have to be on your team. And that's the beauty. He's not trying to be. Yeah. David? 
I love the clips I've seen. I haven't seen the whole special yet. You I'm, have I'm gonna, to I'm gonna, watch it. I'm going to watch it tonight. I was telling my brother we're going to watch it tonight. But from the clips I've seen, I, I think it's just brilliant. I mean, making people... Uh, you know, shout out Trump. I mean, he didn't make him shout out Trump, but like you said, it's like there. He's really making a point to say the person that he's imitating is stupid. You <laughs> don't. You know, he's like these people are stupid, and then he turns it around on them, yeah. and they still laughed. Yeah. I mean, how brilliant do you have to be? But it's the truth. But that's you know, the people nature of good are, comedy. It is the nature of good be comedy. Be self-deprecating and then deprecate the audience. <laughs> yeah, right? If you can get the audience to laugh at themselves, you're doing a, a good job. So I can't wait to watch the whole thing. Yeah, watch it and I let will. us know what you think. All right, back in a minute. you got to go back and watch his equanimity. Chad, while we're on the subject of uh, comedy and comedians, you yeah. just launched a, an announcement. You're doing a new tour. Yeah, you know, my Star Spangled Banter comedy tour, I, that's my one-man show. We're still doing some shows, but we, we're kicking off a new thing called, uh, it's, it's a group we call ourselves Eagles of Liberty because it's just outlandish, but we're going to do a Freedom to Laugh tour, and we're going to go out there. We're going to hit about 15 cities the rest of this year. Myself, Brian Hayner, Michael Loftus, Reno Collier, great comics, going to have a good time. Well, where can they find out more information? Go to eaglesofliberty.com or on my website, watchchad.com. I can't wait. You're going to be here, right? Yeah, three shows in the DFW yes. area. Nice. All right, overtime starts next. Up next, enjoy bonus overtime content from the news and why it matters. Available exclusively for podcast listeners and Blaze TV subscribers. Not a subscriber? Start your free trial at blazetv.com. Before we get back into it, I want to thank our sponsor, realestateagentsitrust.com. If you are looking to buy or sell a house, this is the place you got to go to. David, I know that you you just recently moved from California here to Texas. How did you find a real estate agent that was here that was able to show you where to go? It's hard, right? Yeah, we didn't. My buddy was (laughs) had just bought a house and had to couldn't sell it fast enough before he moved. So he's like, I'll make you a really good deal on leasing this. Big old thing. Ended up into it. So you know yeah, that's a that's a great way to like end a friendship. But when we're ready, <laughs> if, if yeah, anything goes wrong. Already. But when we're ready, I'm gonna look at Glenn Beck's. Uh, but I mean, your answer. situation is like the perfect example of why they're so needed because, especially yeah. when you're moving cross country, it's like I have no idea what the nice neighborhoods are. Yep. I don't know what neighborhood I want to live in because I don't know the area. I need someone who actually has the expertise in this area. Uh, real estate agents I trust is where you want to go. Glenn has formed this team. They've got this team of real estate agents all across the nation that they've already vetted them. You don't have to do the vetting. Glenn's team has already vetted them for their experience, their expertise, um, you know, their knowledge, the fact that they're doing it full-time and not just like part-time on the side, don't really know what they're doing. So these are the guys you want to go to. You can go to realestateagentsitrust.com. You just enter in your information and they'll match you up with someone in your area who you can trust. That is realestateagentsitrust.com. Stu, tell us about this story about uh, Ben Penn, Bloomberg reporter Ben Penn. This is one of, I mean, we get these examples every once in a while because the media is obviously terrible and they treat uh, conservatives terribly and uh, many times seemingly intentionally, right? Okay, so we, we, this is the premise I come from here and saying that this is one of the worst I've ever seen. Um, it's about a guy named uh, Leif Olson, I believe. Uh, I couldn't even tell you his title. He's not like some big wig. Do you I have, have it. In front of I him? have okay. it. Yeah. Senior policy advisor in the Labor Department's Wage and Hour Division. Oh, my God. Wow. I mean, if it's you have it, I remember voting for that particular <laughs> position. It was very important. 
Um, and so he's, you know, he's a guy. He's in, he's in the administration, um, and there's kind of a like. There's been a since about 2015 when Trump started running, this sort of cottage industry has popped up, which is like deep um, social media checks to try to find stuff on people, not just like Trump, but like. Anyone he sits down and has dinner with, right? Like anybody he's associated with, they go back through years and years and years of social media posts and just try to find these things. BuzzFeed sort of led this. And then CNN actually hired the entire unit from BuzzFeed to come over to CNN. And CNN's been doing this uh, a lot uh, lately. Um, and so what this guy is, they, they go back into his Facebook feed from 2000, jeez, what was it? 2016, was it? It was the Paul Nalen, Paul Ryan election. I don't remember what year that was. Uh, it's all meshing. It's all you know, a massive mix, mixing together now. And this is one of those situations where it was before Nalen was really like this out white supremacist, uh, anti-Semitic guy. He was being cheered on by places like Breitbart, and they were trying to overturn uh, Paul Ryan because they didn't like Ryan. Um, and you know, people didn't really think that that this guy had a chance. It wasn't going to be you know, it wasn't going to be a close election. But you know, they they kept kind of hoping that they would you know get catch lightning in a bottle with this guy. So um, uh, he was kind of had certainly a lot of followers of his were sort of alt-rightish like that, you know, that that group. We remember that Breitbart, this is the era where Steve Bannon is saying, I've created this site. It's a it's a, a forum for the alt-right. It was a t- it was before it was really this really bad term. You know, Milo Yiannopoulos was there and, and that sort of group of people. And so. Um, anyway, he is kind of known to be down this this uh, road a little bit, and this guy Leif Olson posts something about about this election after it ends. Now, if you don't remember how it ended, Paul Ryan won by seventy points. I mean, it was like it was legitimately like eighty four to fourteen or something. <laughs> it was not a close election. I mean, no. So uh, he posts something sort of mocking the people um, on the alt right that supported Nalen and said uh, something to the effect of, "Look, you know, this is a." Uh, um, we really showed the the uh, you know the Zionists uh, you know do we have it here? It's like uh, no, it's not. This is uh, the actual quote. No, we showed these Zionists and 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 we showed him and all these elitists and their Washington cocktail parties that they have to deal now with a seventy point win and we really you know stuck it to them like just mocking them for having no chance of winning and people kind of in his comments went back and forth with him kind of playing the characters, right? Like, well, we sure showed those Jews or whatever. It was like, you know, they were mocking, absolutely 100% certain they were mocking um, uh, the alt-right. So you go down, uh, uh, They Bloomberg then finds this comment, takes one of the comments out of context, so leaves off the part where he's mocking and just takes one that kind of seems like it's serious. He's clearly being sarcastic if you look at the context, but it looks like he's serious. Pulls it out, starts writing a story about it, goes to the administration and says, hey, this guy is an anti-Semite. The whole thing blows up. This guy resigns. Wow. This guy resigns. They release it. Uh, you know, other people around the media, including including people like CNN, Oliver Darcy at CNN, I know, did this and looked at it and said, oh, wait a minute. Uh, that's not what happened here at all. Bloomberg was totally wrong on this story. It was not an anti-Semitic thing said by this Trump administration official. Um, and Bloomberg is still sticking by it. The reporter is sticking by it when everyone else, I mean, you know, even that's not just conservatives who are complaining about it. Even the other people in the media are concerned. When you lose CNN on something anti-Trump, right. what's, yeah. that is no, bad. No, no, what's his title again? Uh, uh, senior it? policy advisor in the Labor Department's senior wage policy. and hourly division. Labor Department. We got him! Yes! <laughs> yes! <laughs> yes! Yes! That's all Chad yes! was up for. We brought him down! Fight the power! Senior. The man! <laughs> Done. Senior advisor. 
labor of something price and wage gap department. Yes! (laughs) That's probably exactly what they're doing. Equal for women! I don't even know! That's exactly what they're doing, too. Get a big pin! Yeah, he did it. He did it. (laughs) Good and fun! That's Trump! Completely worthless in the grand scheme of politics, right? Not worthless to Leif Olsen, though. Right, this guy just freaking lost his gig over this. Yeah. It's, it's a real thing to him. Yeah. He's like legitimately out of a job, and half the internet is calling him an anti-Semite over nothing. It's wow. incredible. I mean, it is but incredible. Yeah, I, I, I mean, it's pretty That's bad. Ben Penn and Buzzfeed. Uh, I think Donald Trump tweeted out. He said that they were corrupt, or they were fake news. He's all, but now they're just really corrupt news. He's all, they've, tr- they've crossed over from being fake mm-hmm. news to just, just. Outright corrupt. Well, and you have a, a a story to go along with that example of you yeah, know CNN. Yes. Yeah, yeah, what yeah, happened can, there? So Steve Cortez has been with CNN for he was on every night for a year and a half. He's Hispanic, and uh, he supports the president. And they've CNN has allowed him to be on uh, the network, and he's kind of been behind the scenes trying to you know be do what he can at least to be the alternative to the masses. And and I've talked to Steve. He's a friend of mine. And uh, he's been, you know, dealing with the nonstop onslaught behind the behind the scenes at CNN, just all about attacking the president, not caring if there's any factual to anything, mm-hmm. trying to find anything, creating stuff, whatever. So he's still under contract with them, but they've yanked him off because they just don't want him on there to share anything that's outside of their narrative. He's Hispanic, Hispanic American. He he supports the president. CNN's like, we don't want you on. Man. So he's got to stay. He's, you know, he's under contract, so he's just kind of underneath their thumb until until the end of the year. I mean, that's kind of cool, though. To, if he's under contract, he's still being paid to just sit around and do <laughs> but nothing. They're, they're doing that to keep him silent. No, too. I know, yeah, I know. Yeah, they're like, yeah, we don't I'm want you kidding. saying anything or going anywhere else. So yeah, yeah, it sucks, but that's just that's uh, that's CNN for all those people that think they're really, you know, not the crooked news network they are. I mean, a lot of these big media companies will do this too. They'll buy up people and essentially lock them in. And that's so, everybody. Yeah, yeah. That's everybody. Yeah, it's it's uh, a Roger Ailes tactic back well, at Fox News. <laughs> we'll put you here and marginalize you, and nobody hears. Yeah, you come on like yeah. you know on the gotcha. morning at six a.m. Right. and you know they pay a small salary. They you know it's it's a collectors right like you're, they're collecting people. Um, uh, but that's just this is more of an ideological thing. I think yep. you know this is like legitimately like they. You know, like, why, why let them out? Why, I mean, because if you're CNN, why would you want to keep paying someone that you're not going to put on the air? Right. Can I cheaply just say this is why yeah. independent media matters? Exactly. Right here. Mm-hmm. I mean, when you come to a place like The Blaze, yes. And I, and I heard Glenn talking about Dave Rubin, which, by the way, welcome yeah. to the family, yes, Dave Rubin. Yes, so excited. The Rubin Report's exciting. Uh, but I heard them on, on his, you know, live feed last night on The Rubin Report. And he's like, you know, look, you got you to gotta come back to this place where we give opinion. We take the news, and this is Glenn, I'm paraphrasing. We take the news. We chew on it for a little while, and we say, this is what we think about it. This is what's important, and hence the name of this show, The News and Why It Matters. That's why independent media, where you don't have that corporate thumb on top of you demanding, you better go find a tweet to destroy this guy. Because when it gets to that point, you got a quota you got to meet. Mm-hmm. And if you're not getting it, if you're not cutting enough throats, you're out. Well, yeah, because wasn't it CNN who, you know, obviously they were all about Russia, and then... There was someone within CNN who reported, yeah, "Yeah, after Russia, they told us that we should get on this whole racism thing and point and paint Donald Trump as a racist since the whole Russia thing didn't work out. Yeah, and they knew and they knew that the Russia was a hoax. One of the behind the scenes videos, you know, one of the top CNN guys or executives was like, yeah, we know there's nothing there, but it doesn't matter. It's getting ratings and this is the narrative we want to push. Yeah. So independent journalism. That's why I do what I do.
blazetv.com uh, for those of you listening on podcast just saying if you want to support independent journalism and also if you get on there you can see my episode of humor me tomorrow Ooh. that features the lovely miss sarah gonzalez as my guest we had a good time, really? we had a great time. yeah yeah we had a, i mean it's at a bar so unpacked it all oh he took you to the bar yeah. yeah, I thought that was for You've me. Been to the bar. Oh. We've had date Davis. I thought it was just him. Davis has been at the same bar. Davis has been at the same <laughs> I bar. So special. No, it is a really you've neat been bar. there. I'm, but you know, I, I don't. I don't. I didn't want to go to the bar. It's okay, no, man. No, it's no big deal. No, I'm fine. <laughs> I'm fine over the house. Uh, yeah, you guys house. are all going to the bar. I'll just stick over here. No <laughs> to, big deal. To be fair, it was when you were on radio. Yeah. Okay. Well, you couldn't be on radio. Maybe on radio. Maybe Beck would come home sometime. He's here like once a year. So yeah. All right. Yesterday's poll, what, in your opinion, is the best solution to keeping guns out of the hands of criminals? 76% of you said focus on mental health. 17% said hold NCIC accountable. Uh, 4% said ban AR-15-style rifles. Come on, people. 4%, 4% of you. 4%? Why are you so worried about 4%? Because it, it needs to be zero still. Okay. It needs to be zero. That's Geraldo said his penis envy. Mm-hmm. That is what he said. That's what he said. You want an AR-15, it's because you're feeling, yeah, you get the point. I That's I don't why I though. Have multiples. Two <laughs> percent <laughs> of you said ban high capacity mags. Oh, Moving right along. I also have a large truck. <laughs> Moving right along. <laughs> uh, today's poll: Will you be tuning into CNN's? Oh, How big is your big screen TV? Seven Probably hour. Big, big, yeah. like Eighty-inch. <laughs> <laughs> Will you be tuning in to CNN's seven-hour climate change town hall starring the 2020 Democrats? I I thought this was a joke when I read it. I mean, I, I legitimately thought it was too. a joke. It, say, it sounded like it was joke? Babylon B, like seven-hour uh, climate change conference. Like, who the hell is going to watch that? Like, <laughs> uh, that is the most insane. It would literally be like watching the ice caps melt. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's, that's how yeah. exciting that is. That would is. be more exciting, I think. Yeah. I think worse. It would be. Yeah, because yeah, it would be silent. Be peaceful, be yeah. little, maybe serene. Uh-huh. Is it just is it just the the candidates? Uh, yeah, no? I think it's, it's I think just it's... the candidates. Because I personally, I actually might tune in if it was like AOC. Just and I want to watch there, one I would hour just for the. the she could talk. I watch Marianne do it. I want to watch Marianne. That's the mm-hmm. one hour yeah. I want to watch. I watch Marianne. I mean, I want to watch. Because she's going to hope and piece it all back together. Oh, yeah. And because I mean if you look at CNN like turn on CNN right now they are showing on the bottom third they're showing what hour each candidate is going to be there like this is some major deal that I mean like it, and, it, and they're do they got a countdown like it is actually the end of the world oh my like God. three hours and however many eight minutes and I'm like I thought we had 12 years what happened? Yeah. Martha's Vineyard is going to be underwater in 11, and Obama just bought an eight-bedroom house for 15 million. This is investment. fantastic. <laughs> These people don't believe crap. Nothing they say is true. Well, if the, so. if the world was to end, then I guess it didn't matter where their house was, huh? Yeah, that's, that's just fair. I thought it was supposed to flood the coast first, though. That's right. why. That's true. Yeah. Like, yeah. You'd want to be on high ground. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and they're you off Martha's Vineyard, which they, they estimate will be underwater in 11 years. Oh, okay. So you'd get Not an extra 12. year. So you're just oh, going to so sell they, after 10. Well, so they, but now yeah. it's, a, it's 11 and a half. And right? you know they got $25 million in insurance on that thing, too, so... Whatever. That's a great point. He makes more money. Do you realize Obama makes more money than any president in history? He earns more than any living president right yeah. now. Now, granted, he's a Netflix executive. He's only always wanted to be a celebrity. That's what he is. And I will go on record as saying he's the worst decision America ever made. Wow. <laughs> wow. I'll second that. <laughs> Absolutely. Wow. Ever? I can, yes, ever. And I can make an argument for it, too. I mean, can you make it in like two minutes? Uh, 
Oh, or you can, can hold it for when Glenn Beck comes I, back. I can hold it when Glenn comes back and we can. I mean, Woodrow Wilson, but I, I can even make that argument right there. But, but I'll, I'll tell you, I mean, let's take what is the worst thing in the history of America? What do we think of? We think of slavery, slavery yeah. don't we? Yes. Mm-hmm. But would your family be here? Would, 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 would black Americans be here? Let's face it. All things work together for good to those yeah. who love the Lord and who are called according to his purposes. One of my life as anchors. tragic as that is. Yeah. We I'm still have I'm been blessed, America. and there are good things that are here. And I would say to any person out there that's demanding reparations or anything else, yes, it's a scar and a sin and a tragedy in the history of America. We regret it. We repent for it. But at the end of the day, did anything good come out of it? And I can argue that, it, that yes, I can't do that for Barack Obama. I like that. Yeah. Optimism. I like it, too. I like yeah, it. I can attest to that. Uh, so the two, the two POCs, <laughs> the two POCs co-sign on that. So you're good. Uh, let us know if you will be tuning in to CNN's seven-hour climate change town hall. And if you do, like, do you not work? You don't have a job? Now, this one I understand getting pissed off if it's 4% saying, yes, I'm going to tune in. That, I, okay, I'm, I'm with you on it this needs one. To be 100% it needs to be 100% no. 0% <laughs> no, yeah. tuning in, yes. Uh, all right, let us know. You can go to The Blaze's Twitter. That is at The Blaze. Gentlemen, thank you for being here. We'll Absolutely. see you guys tomorrow. I even got exercise out of this. Yeah, you yeah, did. Nice. It's like a whole lap, too. It's a big table. i got to go meet with a new whiskey sponsor. Ooh. Thanks for listening to the news and why it matters. We hope you enjoyed the podcast. If you'd like to watch the program, become a Blaze TV subscriber and start your free trial now at blazetv.com.